Hi, my name is Nate Johnson, and I'm the CEO and founder of GLCS. This is the Driving Forward podcast. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including YouTube. Like, comment, and share. Follow GLCS on LinkedIn for major content updates and events, including conferences. And you can reach us at drivingforward at glcs.net. I wanted to say thanks to uh, Hans at Beyond Trucks for this great jacket. Uh, they're a partner of ours. Uh, it's it's perfectly logoed, so it's something I'm definitely going to wear. It's not overly logoed, so that's something to kind of keep in mind with your customers. It's a Patagonia jacket. It's got a nice little little Beyond Trucks uh, uh, logo here, so something I'll I'll, I'll certainly be wearing. <clears throat> you can uh, find Beyond Trucks at beyondtrucks.com. Uh, they'll be on trucks will also be at manifest. So you'll be able to, to reach out to them there. Uh, I think we're going to potentially be doing something jointly with them. Next week, we will have Avante Jackson on, uh, Avante is known at, as, uh, uh, uh a, a former driver actually he's the driver that's having some health issues. CDL shorty, I believe is what he goes by on YouTube. Uh, he's having some health issues, but uh, 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 trying to get back in the truck, trying to uh, resolve some of those health issues. But he's got an interesting story. He, he uh, uh, goes out into truck stops and helps drivers out, talks to drivers at the truck stops, you know, talks to them about how to chain, how to, how to do things. So uh, really an interesting story. Check him out on YouTube uh, before the next uh next driving podcast on thursday at one o'clock next week once again avante jackson cdl shorty this week we have sean ladecker on and i'd love to bring out sean now if we can please That was a good Sean, song, Sean. Uh, thanks for coming on on board. Uh, uh, great to have you on. Um, I, I'm just going to start off with that song. And Shrey, can you play the whole that whole 30 second clip? We needed it. So. Thanks, Jeff. We're going. Uh, the uh, that song, Sean. Before we get too started here, I, I wanted to say a quick story. So I listened to that song probably ten times last night, and uh, uh, trying to find. First, it resonated with me in a in an interesting way, um, but I wanted to find the perfect little clip in there and who knows if we'll get in trouble for running it that long but i wanted to run it that long anyway because number one i know that song has some importance to you 
for a variety of reasons. But uh, so that being said, if we get if we want to talk about it now, if we want to talk about it later, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I think we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, passing the mic over to you. Awesome. Well, I caught me a little off guard. Um, I mean, first and foremost, Nate, I mean, thank you so much for uh, giving me this opportunity. Uh, I'm super excited I was able to connect with you to find you on LinkedIn. I truly kind of believe that we are like-minded individuals. Um, you know, even to the point that, you know, your post yesterday evening, again, talking about tenacity, I mean, that hit home. You know, you might have listened to my song choice 10 times, but I've read your post 10 times before this podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, that artist is, um, the artist's name is Dax, D-A-X. He's a Canadian um, up and coming hip hop artist. Uh, I just kept, happened to follow on that song by Dumb Luck. Um, actually 21 months ago which is uh 20 months ago is the date that i decided to uh, make a decision and stop um drinking alcohol um but again as i'm sure you probably correlated to right if if you just take the word alcohol out of that song i mean we can it hits home um it hit home especially you know from one entrepreneur to another to a person that's had to fight his way up um you know, to grow your company, uh, GLCS, you know, I mean, take the alcohol side out. There's so many different references that we can use for it on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that song hits home. It reminds me of everything, you know, why I do what I do every day, why I wake up, you know, why I put in this relentless pursuit for, you know, to continue to grow this great company and the message that we stand for. Oh, that's, I, I thought it had an awesome message. I looked at it at really the first two times I listened to it. And then the next eight times I listened to it, it was just at different angles and how it, I mean, I was super surprised. I actually have Dax list, uh, listed as someone I want to go back and, and, and find out more about, see if I want to listen to more of his songs. So just cause that was so unique, uh, someone I've never really heard of, uh, and and I like the the tone of the song in general as well. So and it, uh, I, I mean, all all his songs really have such deep meaning. Um, I mean, all his songs have impacted me significantly. Um, and I mean, I'm the kind of person you know that I'm always trying to do better, right? I always trying to see how I can better myself, my understandings, my knowledge. Um, you know, even when I came into the podcast and asked me to list my title, and I was contemplating putting student of all master of none um just again kind of like i said at this point you know i'm learning every single day and i think it's one of the beauties of our industry too is that you know i've started this industry back in 06 22 years old bartender never worked on a corporate experience before um it was uh it, it was a hard uphill battle to get there right we're talking 17 plus years and I went from bartending to corporate drinking, and that was a whole other level. Yeah, nope that that's a hard thing to wrangle, and and uh, I've definitely had my moments in my life not to the same point that I think you you've been, but I think it resonates with any of us that have been around a long time. So, so I appreciate that. Um, so let's talk about loyalty logistics a little bit. Uh, you you've been 
Well, actually, let's go back even further. I mean, you you did start in bartending. You did start in, in some of that. So let's kind of start in the beginning because you, you kind of had a career before a career, right? Um, am, I, am I thinking that right or am I wrong? Um, I mean, so career. I mean, I think um, so I... I'm wondering how far back I have to go actually to start this conversation. So, I mean, I come from a family that's worked in the service industry for years. I started working in the service industry at 13 as a pot washer. Um, you know, I was washing pots twice my size. Um, you know, finished, <laughs> finished high school, didn't really know where I wanted to go. So, you know, figured with the experience in the service industry, I said, let's go to bartending. Uh, and bartending was kind of the first uh introduction of a tool which would allow me to become somebody that i wanted to be but i had a very hard time to be um you know i was that shy kid in the corner who didn't really want to you know i didn't want to be the center of attention right so you add the alcohol into that scenario and then all of a sudden i become six foot five um and i'm not six foot five by the way um, <laughs> you know you're six foot five you're the you know the best looking guy in the bar um, is that that liquid courage we all talk about, right? Um, I, I was very fortunate. I had a customer of mine um, that I'm still very close to today. He was my original kind of mentor in this industry. Um, he loved the way I talked. And I was always interested because he was very well dressed and what he did. Um, and one day he just kind of said, like, what else do you do outside of bartending? And I was like, this is what I do. Um, so he said, you're wasting your time. Come uh, have an interview with my company and let's see um, what we can do. I mean, in 06, I mean, logistics wasn't the big craze it is right now, right? I mean, you know, even pre-COVID, everybody kind of knew what a broker or transportation company was. In 06, when somebody told me, you know, we move a reefer, I was sitting here saying, uh, I, I had no idea. It wasn't as popular as it, I would say these days. Um, so after a couple of interviews and reluctancies from the headhunters and, you know, the senior staff, um, they finally made a decision to, to give me a try. Um, again, 22, um, bartender, I, I think I came to my interview with a suit, two sizes too big. Um, and they said, here's a computer, here's a phone, good luck. Right? So I, I, I kind of came from the school hard knocks and I said, like, well, where, who do I call? They're like, well, everything around you is a lead. So you know, figure it out. So that's what I did. You know, I remember getting a directory of freight forwarders and I was just making, I had no idea what I was doing. All I knew is that I had to, it was a numbers game and I had to call as many people as possible, send marketing kits and hope for the best. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I worked 11 years as a logistics sales rep. Um, finally deciding to listen to my partner who was a very trusted I would say friend and carrier of mine throughout the course of the years. Uh, we did a lot of business together. Um, and he had been asking me for years, you know, let's open a broker, let's open a brokerage. Um, so I think, like I said, in 2017, I finally made the jump. Um, we're actually sitting six, uh, sorry, eight days away from our seven year anniversary. So it's a very kind of proud awesome. moment at this point. And I'm happy I yeah. can share it with the world. Right? Yeah. Congratulations. That's uh that's a big thing. You know, we're, we turned seven, GLCS turned seven last June. And it's one of those dates, you know, appreciate it. Thank you. And, and I think seven is one of those arbitrary years. You know, it's not, it's not a 10, it's not a 20, it's not a 15, it's a seven, but 
seven means you're past five. You're not at ten, but it's like you're you're beyond the new company now. You're you're no longer a new company. You're not a, a extremely well established long term company, but you're sort of in your groove. And at least that's how I feel. Like we're we're onto something. We've got our mojo now, and and it, it's you know it's another level. I feel like it's you've you've moved on to this. This is now something, and it's established. At least that's mentally where where I've gone. And seven meant something to me, even though it's not one of those that the industry necessarily celebrates. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I. I... I can relate with you wholeheartedly. I think the only thing that I think I I think the mo the thing I'm most proud about by achieving a seven year anniversary is that I've been able to survive and my company has been able to survive many 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 mistakes that I've made as I've learned to move from you know a traditional logistics salesperson to becoming an owner or you know a, a leader within my own organization. Um, you know, I was able to wake up on January 1st this year and, and breathe knowing that, you know, finally those those past mistakes have been, we've learned, we listened, we applied, um, and we empowered the right people to make sure that those mistakes don't ever happen again. No, that's, I mean, that's ultimately what you do. You, you fail and you adjust and you fail and you adjust. Uh, and you keep failing and you keep adjusting. So fail forward. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think even I, I think we shared this or I've said it probably a thousand times, right? We don't fail until we stop trying. Um, right. That is something I think everybody has to embody because how many times do, can we say we failed and then just let it shape us into inactivity versus allowing it to, you know, push us forward? No, I, I agree. Uh, I think some of that, you know, when I was, so we, we, I think when we started noticing, well, we were both on Dooner the same day. So that's, I think when I really recognized your name and uh, uh, that's where the puppy king came out. But I think I, I remember my post that day, like I have to follow the puppy king. I think that's what, what I said, but, but then where I, where we really locked on, and started chatting was the imposter syndrome uh, article that I wrote. And that's something along the lines of failing and being afraid of failure and being afraid to announce that you fail as, as some of that. You and I have chatted a little about imposter syndrome and how it impacts our life and how we've maybe grown past it and how we recognize that. So you want to talk a little bit about that and how it, how it, Maybe you've grown through that throughout your life a little bit, and how it impacts your day to day, or, or maybe not so much anymore. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, um, you know, we practice one of the main principles that we practice in our company is candidacy, right? And it's candidacy from the bottom all the way up to to myself. Um, you know, I wish I could sit here and say like I'm, I've, I, I found a solution for imposter syndrome. Um, but I also don't think there's ever going to be like a cure for imposter syndrome. Um, I think it's just kind of one of those things you have to be aware of. It, it, and it's odd, right? To correlate it to addiction, right? I'm never going to not be um, an addict, right? It's not to say that I'm an alcoholic, right? But I have a, a whole slew of isms that, you know, I can utilize to escape, right? So I'm addicted to the escape. 
Um, and I realized now after a long journey, you know, I'm never going to be able to be cured of, you know, my escapism that I constantly look for in life. Um, and it's the same thing too, is that I'm never going to be cured of imposter syndrome. You know, I mean, um, just for, I guess the world, right. So last night I wrapped up my work and then it was realizing I've got this one hour podcast that I've never done in my life. So the first thing I do is message you and I'm like, Hey, how does this work? You know, prescriptive questions. Um, that was my imposter syndrome kicking in. It was saying that I have an hour of, you know, live televised event that I've never done and I don't want to mess it up. Um, and I didn't have the faith in myself to be able to do it. Now, you know, naturally you and I, we chit chatted, you gave me some peace of mind. And then this morning, you know, I woke up and I felt great. I felt ready to go. I'm ready to share a message. Um, so, you know, again, imposter syndrome, I think is, is, it's something we have to learn to live with. We need to be able to recognize it and realize that when it's kicking in, um, I can even tell you today, right now, like I have a hard time talking about my successes. I have a hard time um, recognizing the this company's strengths and the growths and everything that we've done in the last seven years. I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of guy that, uh, unfortunately, I try to, yeah. I, I tend to focus on the negative versus the positive. If I achieve a 99% of my goal, I'm going to focus on the 1% I didn't hit versus the 99 good that I did do, which is, again, I think directly correlates with that imposter syndrome. I, I'm right there with you on a certain level. I think I'm probably a little bit further down the road because I, I recognized this a long time ago uh, to some level. But <clears throat> something I will say, you know, I've, I've never been one to broadcast wins. And I've realized that we need to do that, but it's the right timing. I'm an extremely humble person. And I've, I've not wanted to broadcast those wins because I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm over uh, advertising or I'm, I'm, I'm not being humble. And uh, I, I, I don't like being that guy. But on the same hand, we have a great organization. We have awesome employees. We make a big impact to our customers and we want to celebrate that accordingly. So we've actually engaged uh, another organization to help us find that right messaging because you want to make it right. And we, we need to be trained on when do you actually, when do you actually state that? Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited we had our first real and real discussion this morning with some of our leadership on that and this this external organization so super excited to move forward with something like that um but it is new to us some of those skills we have and it's just how do you apply it i mean if you're in sales if you work with people you already know how to do these things it's just timing and it's it's how appropriately do you you apply apply this information but you know I hear you loud and clear. You know, I, lots of us, especially in trucking, we have a tendency of focusing on the negative because there's a lot of negative and it happens over and over. Elite loads, elite loads, turbos blowing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's also a lot of positive. You know, we we have a tendency of focusing on, on negative all the time. But if you turn around and look and say, man, we moved a thousand loads today or 200 loads today and, and 180 of them or 190 of them went just fine. And those 10 didn't, but we're really focused on those 10 because that took up 80% of our day. Uh, and, and that, that creates,
problems. So, you know, 80% of your day is occupied by your problems, not by your successes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's, there's a couple of different sayings that also helps to remind us of that. Which, example, you're only as good as your last look. That's I'm sure that's <laughs> something you've said, you've heard a thousand different times. Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, and that, and that is a, a truth, right? Um, and we deal with an industry that sometimes we don't have control over, you know, the successful openings of customers or the maintenance of customers. Um, companies shift, supply and demand changes. Um, so again, it, it goes, no matter, you, you're only as good as your last load. And let's be honest, right? And I tell my sales team this, anybody can pick up a load and deliver it on time. It's, that's not the hard part, right? What defines a true kind of extension or partner of your logistics is the people that when things don't go according to plan, the corrective measures that you take, right? The communication that you can, you know, explain to our customers. We can't fix the problems ourselves and the customer's entitled to be angry and that's fine, but you've got to be there for the good and the bad. Um, and we can't save the day, right? We need to just be transparent, work together, and hopefully at the end of the day, it's appreciated and we hope for the best. No, agreed. Uh, completely agreed. So hey, talk to me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I apologize. I just, I had a quick question before we, if, if we choose to move away from the imposter syndrome, but sure. um, how do you react on say birthdays? If, if you get like big grandioso presents from your families or whatnot, I'm just very curious. Uh, that's pretty rare. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Uh, I have teenagers. Um, uh, so yeah, that doesn't happen yet. So uh, I haven't, I, I, at least that hasn't happened yet. So how, how do you react in that well, area? And it doesn't necessarily have to be like grandiose or present, but honestly, I'm I'm a giver. I don't like taking. Um, so birthdays, generally speaking, are very awkward moments for me. Um, because again, I just, I don't, I like to give everything, but I don't like to receive. And when I do receive, it's, um, you know, it's again, I, I'm the most awkward person in the world, right? We could sit here for hours and chit chat and we could probably have a great conversation until such point you decide to give me a gift. And I, I, I have no idea how to react. You know, a, a good example, I think of that is the, the proverb. Well, you, you go out to dinner with a customer or a vendor or whatever, and somebody goes to pay the bill. I used to struggle with that. Uh, I want to pay the bill. I'm, I'm the guy that pays the bill. Um, Whoever, whoever's going to pay the bill gets to pay the bill. I'm not going to argue with that. I remember a long time ago, uh, I was at a, a meal with a whole bunch of people and it was like an argument on who was going to pay the bill. So, uh, you know, but no one would back down. So, and nobody would agree to take part of the tab. So, you know, but this is an example of that uh, sort of scenario as well, where, you just want to accept the fact that someone else is going to pay for you. So uh, I think being gracious is part of, of learning that evolution, uh, being gracious, um, you know, understanding how, and that, that's, that's something I've had to learn to do a little bit. So, you know, accepting that type of scenario, but uh, you know, I, I don't know if I have a lot of, you know, getting a, 
a, a jacket from a, a vendor normally uh, or a, not a vendor but a vendor partner um, normally i would have said you know what don't worry about it uh we don't we don't create um glcs does not monetize relationships with with partners as well so for a variety of reasons but some of that may may be related to the way that you're you're stating but um i think primarily we uh uh in the way of referrals i should say we don't monetize uh, relationships with partners for the most part the <clears throat> But I think you have a, a solid point. Some of us feel awkward when somebody gives us something or or we, for whatever particular reason, it could be you don't want to feel like you're um, beholden to that person or, you know, I'm certainly a giver. Christmas at our, our house is, is big. I like to have everybody open a lot of gifts and that's on me. Uh, so I, why? I'm not quite sure. I just like that. So, But I, I and the reason I asked the question is just to see like, we or have you ever put a thought into the imposter syndrome and the inability to you know receive a gift like a lot of people like most people right um i i don't know i have some correlations there between that imposter syndrome and i think it's just more or less that again that vision of ourselves right um, because we come off as leaders as very confident you know um people that have their things together right um, so when those gifts are received, I think it's that reminder. It's like, no, um, I just feel awkward. I can't, I don't deserve this gift, right? Everybody else deserves the world, but I don't deserve that particular gift. So I don't know. I just, uh, it was a thought yeah, process no. that's always kind of put poorly to the, uh, imposter syndrome. No, fair point. Uh, you know, it may or may not be related. I mean, there's in kind of the, the, a few, read many articles on this now uh some of them more like books but uh um there's a component of imposter syndrome called the uh, the soloist it's where someone uh feels like they need to accomplish things on their own uh and you know that, i wonder if that kind of fits into that type of role typically it's more business related and professional I mean, that's i've not looked at it from a non-professional role but you need to be kind of the guy, you're the expert. I mean, there's another one called the expert, but uh, you need to be the person that accomplishes everything. You need to do it yourself. So in the case of someone giving you something, that may be the the, the trigger there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of shifting topics a little bit, and we can certainly circle back if we find uh, a piece to it that, that makes sense. Uh, you had brought up the culture at Loyalty Logistics. Uh, I wanted to come around on that. You have multiple offices in Canada, in uh, in the U.S., in Mexico, and in Colombia as well. Uh, Correct. So, where GLCS is scattered throughout Canada and U.S. and Mexico as well. Uh, not scattered. I mean, we don't have office. We have an office in in uh, Lakeville, Minnesota. And then everyone else is remote. So I don't like to use the word scattered. That's a poor choice of word, but everyone works out of their house from there on out. Uh, but we do have people in Mexico, in the US, and in Canada. Uh, so curious, you know, tell me about the culture and how that's meaningful to you, how it's kind of developed. Yeah, I mean, so the culture kind of directly correlates with what you're seeing behind me, which is obviously some more in your face color tones. Um, 
you know, this kind of all started to come to fruition in the beginning of 2023, uh, which was kind of an affirmation that, you know, we didn't need to follow the path of our predecessors before. If you look at our old colors, our old website, it was very um, typical, atypical when it comes to a brokerage company, very safe colors um, versus, like I said, in 2023, we went a little audacious with our color schemes, purple, greens. Um, and we removed the word logistics and our slogan just to kind of, again, um, it's symbolic to realize that at the end of the day, this is a very simple industry too, right? Um, price gets your put in, service keeps it there. Um, I mean, again, it's to, it's to bring back the simplicity side of things. Now, I mean, the culture that I said is um, a culture that took many years to create. Um, I think it was one of my kind of founding principles when I first opened this company. Well, not when I first opened it, let's, let's talk, right? So most business owners or people that take that risk to open up their own company, you know, we, I did for money. I'm not going to lie. You know, I like fast cars. I like shiny things. Um, but that very shit fast, that changed very fast when I opened up this company and I started to see staff bettering their lives, you know, creating, um, financial securities for their families. Um, you know, obviously we've had a strong presence in Mexico and I'm based in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Um, most of my original staff is based here in Montreal. So, you know, we were dealing with, you know, people that were not uh, originally from Canada, you know, immigrants from Mexico, from Spain. And, you know, our company was able to give them an opportunity to, again, better their lives. And once I started getting a taste of that, that kind of set off the creation of loyalty's culture. Um, so, I mean, the culture is, is, is simple, that we either thrive together or we die together. Um, I think that's as clear English as I can put it from there. Um, we truly believe in, again, you know, it's the success of this company is not because of myself or because of the directors or because of my, you know, my senior staff. It's because of everybody. Um, we try to empower, um, you know, from intern to ownership. I have interviews or meetings with any new hire. Again, doesn't matter you know, how, where they're located in the world. Um, and again, like I said, we, we created our, we restructured our company, um, happens to directly correlate on my, uh, my day that I chose to, to not drink alcohol. Uh, hmm. we, we, essentially, like I said, at this point, we were at a, a pivotal moment of this company's uh, life expect expectancies. We tried a lot of different concepts and, and idealisms prior to April of 2022. Um, some worked, some didn't. But we realized that the, sy the, the system we had previously created was to, to profit a very few, not so much the masses, which kind of was not fitting to the ultimate vision of the company. Um, so we ripped apart what we did good and what we did bad, and then we departmentalized the path of success so in-depthly um, that it assures the company's continued organic growth at that point. Now, it took a lot of trial and error <laughs> to figure out to get to where we are today, right? Obviously, there's um, the secret sauce is working, um, but at the end of the day, the secret sauce is just, like I said, we, we create um a clear path of um advancements inside of our organization from the moment you start we've created 
um, essentially um, roadmaps to success for every department. So every new hire, if you're just a CSR and you do data entry, tracking and tracing, we're going to tell you which paths you can go inside of our organization. And the vision or, or the vision of success, right, is not mine to determine, right? I can tell you one person wants money, the next person wants time. So we try to give options to our staff on which avenues they can go. And if they, whatever avenues they choose to go, well, we're going to tell them how to get there. We're going to tell them what work they have to do above and beyond the call of duty, who they need to work more closely with. Um, so we truly believe, like I said, that every employee should be empowered to have a voice from, again, ownership down to, you know, to within everybody. Um, and we believe that if you put in the extra work, you'll be rewarded for it. Um, and the beauty is too, is like I said, our, our, our commission structures have been created in such a way that they're uncapped earning potentials. Um, so again, you know, everybody has the tools to do, to shape the life that they ultimately want. No, that's, that's, that's great. You've been able to shepherd that. And, you know, something I always say with culture is as a founder, as an owner, you can build that foundation of culture and you can shepherd or, or guide the culture, but really it's up to the employees. They're the, they're the owners of the culture and, and you, you can guide it. You can, you can eke it along and do what you can for as a, as a founder, as an owner, but it's up to the, the, the staff, the uh, company as a whole um, and the health of that company to, to move it along and take it where they're going to go with it. And a healthy culture is a healthy company. And so that's great that you have that. Uh, that and I keep getting pinged from all kinds of people from GLCS saying that your shoe game is awesome. So uh, <laughs> now, did you get Nike to actually do a special shoe or did you do that online? No. All right. So we'll talk about this shoe here. Oh, this, yeah. this one here. So this shoe here is a, is a Air Max Nike by you. So I just went on the website. I just, I chose all the options and then they made it for me from there. This is the, oops, sorry. This is the most recent edition. Um, now these were not by done by Nike. This was done by a designer, um, a gentleman here locally uh, in Quebec. I'd love to share his details. So if people are interested after the fact, they can check it out. Um, essentially, he took that shoe, ripped it apart, and rebuilt it by hand uh, based off my company's color tones. Um, these checks, these arrows that you see in the backdrop here, they're actually also on the shoe as well. Um, so yeah, those are one of three pairs. Um, so essentially, as Christmas presents, I decided to make um, three identical pairs for myself and the two other partners that are with Loyalty Logistics. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, we, we've talked about doing GLCS shoes just because, you know, shoes are, are a thing. And uh, if you would have saw me at F3, I was running around with. So at conferences, I decided pink shirts, pink shoes. And uh, so I was running around with pink and blue, very similar to your colors, maybe a little hotter pink. But a shirt similar to this in color and pink Jordans. Uh, and I counted, I was looking for engagement. Uh, I'd never been to F3 before. I was looking for engagement and within a couple hours, I had I, I, I just had to stop counting because I had 40 some odd people come up to me and start talking about the shoes and the shirt. So, um, so then I decided, you know what, I'm gonna put together some GLCS shoes. 
and then shortly after that you had put those shoes together so and i i saw the post online for it but uh um to come uh, along with that everybody is i've at least had seven people reach out to me uh while we're talking talking about your shoes so <laughs> well i'm happy there's actually one pair that you guys don't see there which is a, a, a the most recent edition which is our air max ones that we have the purple and green as well i shipped a pair to a tin um duner over at the, what the truck for christmas time um, i saw that I'm, I'm lobbying at this point to get nike to talk with me to create like an official loyalty shoe um so I don't know. I'm hoping. I've I, I've tried to use my social media power to crack, capture some attention. Um, I sent them messages and emails. So yeah, I'm hoping that we capture the right attention. I can make the official loyalty shoe. Um, but yeah, I mean, our swag has been really, really uh, catching on. Um, actually, my my LinkedIn is very active with people asking for hats and shirts and sweaters. I mean, we're we're fast tracking as fast as possible an e-commerce site that will have all of our loyalty uh, swag there. I mean, we're planning to sell it at pure cost, and we're going to leave an option at the end of checkout for people to make donations. And whatever those donations, it's going to be reserved into a specific account that's going to allow us to make uh, investments into trying to have an impact on on the earth, right? Doing green initiatives. Um, so that's what we're working on the backside right now. Sure. No, that's awesome. Um, speaking about that stuff, uh, all your swag, all that stuff. So here's a couple of posts towards the end of the year. And so I, as I was winding down my year, I think a week before this, I had said, this is my last flight of the year. I'm looking forward to, to stop and, and, and be done and, and no longer travel through the end of the year. And then all of a sudden Sean pops up and I, I can't see the date there. Uh, but I think it was somewhere around December 18th um, or somewhere thereabouts that week at least. And you come up with these posts saying, I'm doing one more trip. I've got this luggage that's packed full of stuff, mostly packed full of stuff that you're giving away. And uh, I think you were headed to uh, to Mexico, to Monterey, if I recall. Yeah, and... it's a Chicago trip, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was Chicago, okay. Uh, so either way, you were you were packing it in to do one more trip uh you know that just shows the culture there it's it's uh first off the week that you were going i think was right before christmas and that's an absolute bummer of a week to travel uh for any of us business travels we know what that's like and uh that just speaks to you know your tenacity with uh, the culture and, and getting out and meeting meeting people so uh so kudos to you there um appreciate that also to you know the speaking to the world and, and making the world a better place uh just to kind of throw this one out since it kind of matches uh with that you know we do i, I got a hit up on the puppy king thing um uh, so i do have i do do have this video so this is my video at least from f3 where you know sean ended up uh paying for all the remaining puppies all their adoptions that uh uh, all the puppies that weren't adopted at F3, he paid the adoption fees for them, and they were all picked up. So, um, so thanks for doing that. Uh, appreciate the. I, I'm a dog lover. I know you're a dog lover. You have it listed on, on your LinkedIn as well. Um, so, 
that definitely appreciate you doing that. Um, I know that's one of the reasons you're on Dooner as well, but uh, um, certainly appreciate the, the, the help with the docs. So I appreciate it. And I mean, it's odd how things work, right? I mean, I, um, <laughs> I adopted those dogs again, just, you know, as we were talking with, you know, not really looking for likes or shares and uh, Tim managed to get it out of there. And, you know, he, he tracked me down at, at F3 and we got together. He took a sneaky picture and put this post about me and labeled me the, the puppy king. And it's been off to the races since then. Um, you know, and I was really kind of putting the value of that event to my my first speaking event, um, which was really, you know, it was awesome. And I got to speak about some topics that were near and dear to myself. Um, but so much has happened since that Tim post since I've adopted these dogs um, or paid the adoption fees for those dogs. Right. Um, and like I said, I mean, one of the core groups or, you know, the things that I wanted to do with loyalty was I wanted to make this company do good for the world. Right. So it's not just about making profit and putting it into our pockets. It's, just, it's about reinvesting. it. I mean, I come, I don't come from money. Um, you know, I had to start working at a young age just to be able to keep the lights on. Um, so, you know, as this company grows to become more profitable, um, again, I want to make sure that we can do some good there. And I can just tell you, I mean, we have so many things in the works for 2024. I wish I could spend the time to tell you about them and, and bring you up to speed. Um, but we're not quite there yet. Right. Um, but if it's anything like we've done, it's it's unorthodox. It's not the logistics ways. Right. I tried to do everything in this company the loyalty way, not the way that it should be done. Um, and obviously it's caused a lot of um, growth pains over the course of the years, um, you know, almost destroyed me, if anything. But I believe, like I said, everything in life happens for a reason. And it's led me exactly to this point where I am right now having a conversation with you. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's odd. No, the Puppy no. King label it's worked in my favor, which was <laughs> I never thought it was going to in a million years. <laughs> uh, he coined it well, and and you know I appreciate doing it your own way. I mean, in a lot of ways, we have a very similar story. I I, I didn't come from much myself. Uh, my dad's dad was a mechanic. My mom worked in daycare. You know, I I'm self-made. Uh, did a lot of things, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, it's all, once again, kind of circling back on tenacity. You just keep grinding. So, you know, oh. you just if it doesn't work, you find a way to make it work. No, I mean, again, if, if, if whoever's on here and has not read Nate's post of about tenacity, I, I have to suggest everybody just take two minutes <laughs> and read it a couple of times. Because, like I said, I'm just sitting there the whole post and saying, yep, 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 you know. Uh and it took a lot of pain to get here again. You know, we had to continue to be just tenacious. You know, I mean, we, we only went, almost went bankrupt twice in the last seven years. And, you know, that was, that was hard. You know, now we are strong, we're financially stable. And, you know, we took a lot of risk. We, we worked at our, our operating ratio, I think was between 90 to 100% for the better part of a couple of years, which at the end of the day, that just means the only person that's getting the short end of the stick is myself and my partners. <laughs> Right. But right. we we believed, you know, we had to find a balance between, um, you know, keep our, our our employees well paid and making sure that we're giving them the tools to work, you know, the way that we need them to work 
and it will pay off in the long term. And like I said, I'm, I'm happy. Obviously, our operating ratio is very far from that aspect of things. Um, and it's our machine that we created in April of 2022, and we've been constantly testing and readjusting. It's working well um, at this point, but it's without. No. It's not without being riskful and you know doing calculated um, ideas. And then, you know, some of them worked, some of them didn't, right? And then when they didn't work, well, then there was a need now to figure out a way to, you know, ride past the, the failure. No, that's that's how it works. So I, I think uh, your story is not entirely different than, than anyone that has our backgrounds. So anyone that just sits there and grinds and grinds and grinds and, uh, you know, the founder stories are... Uh, if, if you haven't followed, um, you have a similar mindset too, but follow Chad Olison. If you haven't followed Chad with AVRL, I think you'd like uh, his messaging as well. Uh, Chad and I have very similar uh, mindsets <clears throat> to, to the way that we see the world. So we differ in some opinions, but for the most part, we we, we go back and forth and, and uh, he, he puts out typically a daily message that's that's pretty solid also so well, definitely follow him any good show me a good relationship where you don't bump heads uh, it just doesn't yeah. exist right so <laughs> right, it's, right if you told me you guys agreed on every facet of of life then i would say okay that's rare right yeah yeah absolutely uh so what what's your strategy kind of going forward i know you've come forward to, to be more focused and uh, or, or, or be more visible in the transportation logistics community. Uh, what's your your thoughts? Are you going to be at more conferences this year? Are you what, what's kind of your plan in 2024 to to make that happen? Yeah, I mean, good question. And um, I can tell you an idea and uh, what I want to do. Right. I, I try to stay in the moment. I try not to think I, I have the saying that I try to run my life with right if I live in the past I live in anger if I live in the future I live in anxiety if I live in the present I live in peace so you know as much and that's a hard saying to embody as a business owner right because it's our jobs to be the visionaries and to plan for the futures but we have to remain present you know and let the present dictate our actions so I mean for now um since the start of the year, obviously, I mean, my days consist of like 100% teams meetings every minute of the day, um, you know, just trying to get every all the pieces positioned. Um, and I foresee hopefully after January, I'll be able to take a little bit of a step back um, and start trying again to re-step up to be the voice of loyalty logistics. Um, and that's definitely going to be, you know, uh, external marketings. Um, it's going to be trade shows. I mean, any public speaking event as uncomfortable as it's going to make me feel, I am willing to, you know, to talk. So again, you know, working with our, our marketing companies at this point, making sure that we have the right partners behind us, both internally and externally on the marketing side of things, um, making sure that our systems, processes, and procedures are in line with the culture and where we plan to go this year. Once I, you know, I can take a step back from the front lines with my troops and I can you know, go not necessarily to the generalist booth, but at least, you know, in outside of the, the chaos of logistics on a daily basis, I think I'm going to take a big, deep um, 
step into how I plan to, you know, share, continue to share the loyalty message. I mean, Sheree um, mentioned, obviously, the mid-American truck show. Um, that's going to be priority number yeah. one to see. I think that's going to be like the initial, you know, going to continue to share the message. Excellent. Well, certainly, if you have any questions on, you know, thoughts on where you need to go or anything, we have a lot of people on staff that, that can give insights. We've done this for a long time. So, you know, we're, we're around to just chat anytime going forward. So just reach out if you have questions or thoughts or just need somebody to bounce something off of, you know, I'm here for you, man. Uh, I, I appreciate uh, that. Oh. And, you know, like, again, to go with the original statement, right? Master of nothing, student of all. <laughs> you know, I mean, this company wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for the voice of a lot of great people, right? Um, and uh, I value those people, right? So, Again, any any insight, any help, any guidance, I, I will take it, right? It doesn't mean that it's uh, I'm going to listen to everything, but I'm definitely going to apply sure. it and question things, right? Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, that's it. We just got to hunker down and ask the questions and listen, right? And uh, yep. Nate, before I know we're wrapping at the time, which is completely blows my mind already, what's your shoe size? <laughs> uh, I'm a fifth. Well, Nike, I'm a 15 or a 16. So I, I I am the opposite of what we talked about before. I am six foot three and a very big guy. So um. wow. <laughs> well, I'm I'm like pushing five foot seven. So, but you know, in my head, I think I'm six foot four. So that's what. Counts. Sure, sure. Yeah, I wish I was five foot seven. The world is not made for big people. Just to, uh, just to put that up there. So uh, okay. try flying at six three and and a big guy. But. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, so I, I do want to say I'm, I'm very involved in sheet trucking and I appreciate the blanket donation, uh, 250 blankets for the homeless. We saw lots of videos of, of them donating that. So we, we are appreciative of that donation as well. I've been involved with sheet trucking uh, for some time. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. Well, I mean, it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know, if there's any good we can do, I mean, you know, it doesn't need to be these more grandiose concepts and ideas like you just said. I mean, 250 blankets, I mean, it was what we could do, right? I just plan right. to do a, lo a lot more good with this company and our revenues and our profitabilities this year. Um, you know, hold on to your hats because there's going to be a lot of in-your-face changes coming. Um, and I'm so excited to continue working with She Trucking. We have some really strong women inside of our organization that i want to give them a platform to talk about what they've done for us um you know I'm very eager and excited to continue working with you and and she truck awesome oh I'm, I'm excited to see what you do uh i i look forward to future conversations look forward to seeing you at matt's uh or or any other place that we end up up in the same spots and certainly you know keep interacting with you online and you have any questions if you have any thoughts feel free to to reach out to us too so you know we're I, i'm i'm happy to uh be a sounding board you know any any time that you want somebody's opinion so Wonderful. always happy to do that so so if you want to hang on tight we'll we'll chat after i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap stuff up here um so we'll we'll, we'll park you in the green room for a little bit and i'll run through kind of what glcs has going on here for the remainder of first quarter 
and circle back with you in a little bit. But awesome. I appreciate. Well, oh, before before you go, where can everybody reach you? Well, I mean, the best thing is 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 why loyalty. It's a hashtag. Why loyalty? I mean, you can find us pretty much on Instagram or LinkedIn just by searching that hashtag. Why loyalty? Um, it's an interesting campaign we're doing. Is instead of trying to tell people why loyalty logistics, we want you guys to discover it on your own. We want you guys to hear it not from myself, but from the staff, right? Um, they know why loyalty logistics. Um, so that's about it. I mean, obviously, find, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my last name's a little complicated, but yeah, it's uh, properly written there. I'd love to chit chat and help wherever I can. All right. So hashtag why loyalty. Sean Lidecker, everybody from Loyalty Logistics. I really appreciate it, Sean. It's been been great. Like I said, this is going to go by fast, and it did. So I, uh, I'm blown away. And Nate, thank you so much for the guidance here and outside. Um, I, I look forward to our next opportunity to continue speaking and and hopefully make an impact in somebody's life. Absolutely appreciate it. Ooh, there we go. <clears throat> All right. So. Uh, GLCS, uh, the next few months here, we have a pretty heavy schedule. Uh, coming up in February, we will be at Manifest, February 5th through 7th. Uh, you can stop by the Zell Logistics booth. Uh, we'll be there. Uh, there'll be a podcast area. There'll be several podcasters there, actually. Uh, we'll be running several podcasts, uh, several live events throughout the, the uh, conference. Uh, if you happen to be going to Manifest, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to set up time to either have you on the podcast or uh, uh, interview you externally, or we'll probably be putting together some uh, uh, after-hour event as well. Um, if we, if you do want to be involved with an after-hour after-hours event, please reach out to us at drivingforward at glcs.net or sales at glcs.net as well if you're interested in partnering or attending at Manifest. Following Manifest, uh, we will be at Matt's from March 21st through 23rd in Louisville. Uh, primarily, we'll be walking that event, but we will be attending it with She Trucking Foundation, which will have a booth. And uh, we'll be looking for everybody there. So please uh, reach out to us if you'll be in attendance. We'll be happy to, uh, to meet with everyone. Uh, looking forward to that event. It should be a good one. Uh, immediately following Matt's, we're driving over. We may not actually be at Matt's on the 23rd. Uh, we have a booth and our sponsor at the TCA annual conference in Nashville, Tennessee at the Gaylord. Uh, so we'll have a larger number of people at that event. Uh, we're looking forward to that as well. We'll have more details as we get forward, as we get closer to that. Uh, finally, Broker Carrier Summit. Uh, this is a large one for us. We do have a sponsorship at the Broker Carrier Summit as, as well. Uh, Broker Carrier Summit is in late August. I think it's the 22nd through the 24th. Uh, for some reason, my notes are missing on that. The, the Broker Carrier Summit is the place where hundreds of carriers and brokers come together to build meaningful connections and find legitimate players in the industry. At the Broker Carrier Summit, we're on a mission to transform the relationship between carriers and brokers, say goodbye to distrust and hello to mutually beneficial partnerships. We believe the key to transformation lies in fostering open communications, enhancing education and meaningful connections. 
<clears throat> early bird pricing on the broker carrier summit i think is still a go that's 10 percent off and there is a promo code i believe that's still active as well and that is she trucking one uh lowercase she trucking one i think we have that i can put it up uh, let's see there we go um it may be all lowercase she trucking one but um with that, I appreciate everyone being or everyone watching today. Uh, thank you once again to Sean Lidecker for coming on board. Tune in next Thursday. Uh, should be a good discussion with Avante Jackson. Uh, once again, CDL Shorty on YouTube. Uh, looking forward to talking with him about uh, what he has going on and where he's going in life. So stay curious, stay informed and keep pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Until next time, drive forward with purpose and innovation. Thanks for watching.